Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And um, we've got a special show uh, for you today, in kind of unusual in format because I've got two guests that are joining me. And I'm very excited about this because um, of the mission of what they are up to, their goal. And I'll, I'll introduce them to you here in just a minute, but very simply, their goal is to change the landscape of product entrepreneurship by connecting small business owners around the world through a blend of real life business tactics, creative strategies, and modern leadership, and particularly women-led businesses, women entrepreneurs. So I wanna welcome my guests, uh, Jacqueline Snyder and her business partner, Mina. Uh, okay, here we go, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, Mina Kuto Sitep. Perfect. Mina Kuto Sitep. Okay, a little hyphen. I always have trouble with hyphenates. So <laughs> we go it's a tricky here. one. So uh, you know, the two partners in, an, in a business um, that's called Product Boss, and they've got an online uh, podcast also, a weekly podcast. It's called the Product Boss Podcast, and we're going to talk about both of those things here in just a moment. But first of all, I want to just welcome both of you to the show. I'm very much looking forward and have been uh, for a couple of weeks now since we got this confirmed. Uh, to speaking with you. So welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Yeah. Uh, now, <clears throat> the product boss, you know, you, know, you, you guys came together. I mean, it's uh, in just in terms of a uh, life cycle and life uh, uh, term of a company. You know, this is a relatively new company. It's a couple of years old. Uh, you got together informally back in 2017 and the, and the company got started roughly around the first part of 2018. I'd like a little bit of um, background from each of you about how you actually saw yourself coming together and why this particular vehicle for what you had imagined uh, your work to be. And that'll lead us into my question about what do you think the soul of business is? <laughs> Great question. So that's that's my tee up for that. So every it feels like Jackson, so often, ahead, yeah. yeah, it feels like so often that we are pinching ourselves because I don't think we ever actually imagined the business that we have and that we've built in the last three years. Um, but background wise, I'm I'm a fashion designer by trade and a business strategist, and I've had my own business since I was 26 as a consultant for startup fashion brands, and just figured out business on my own from 26, leaving big companies as their fashion designer and, and kind of starting my own thing. Um, and so I guess I can kind of give a little backstory to Mina. Mina also in her 20s, she was a graphic designer and worked, had her own sort of freelance business working for banks, right? Doing mm -hmm. doing annual reports. So I called it corporate graphic design. But age um, experience-wise, we are, though the product bus is only three years old, We've been entrepreneurs for Jacqueline for 14 years, for me for 15 years. So just to kind of give you the scope of our experience and where we were in life, even before our worlds collided and how um, we ended up kind of speaking the same language is what we called it when we got together of, you know, two entrepreneurs, business owned or women owned businesses coming together and um, finding a connection with each other, basically. But for now, so many years, uh, we did it by ourselves <laughs> with our own yeah, business. So you, we you were solopreneurs before you were, we were. partners yeah, coming together here, which is not an untypical <laughs> yeah, journey for a lot of folks. Uh, I mean, I just look at my own uh, career here. 
Yeah, I've been a solopreneur for years. I've started a bunch of businesses, but yeah, you I'm know, pretty much on my own doing different things. And then I'd always, where I'm at right now is looking for ways to collaborate because I'm fully recognizing the power of that in today's world. Uh, you know, you're not going to get anything done by yourself, which actually kind of leads me before we get into the actual work that you do with Product Boss. Uh, for you, and this you, know, you can answer singly or jointly, uh, probably both. Um, what does the soul of business evoke as an entrepreneur? And you've got a fairly new business that uh, is doing some very interesting things. You know, what does the soul of business bring to mind for you? I think since both of us started our own businesses back in our 20s and at, we've been entrepreneurs at heart basically our whole lives. Um, for us, it was first, it was this idea of freedom right? And as women having our own power and by being able to do that, it was by making decisions that were best for us and eventually our young families. And so we were able to have children and, and do the things that we wanted to do as, as mothers, as well as run our business and make money. Um, and there weren't a lot of examples of that for us. So I think when Mina and I met, which kind of cuts to the story of solopreneurship, we both have now they're five, but we both had very similar age, like our youngest are the same age. Um, when we met, we met because we were part of another female uh, CEO group online, and they were women making six figures or, or more. And finding women that were willing to say, I make six figures, and that we were supporting each other versus feeling in competition with each other, which a lot of times we felt when we were in corporate, women compete, this one's going on maternity leave, um, oh great, now I've got a chance to step in. You know, there was a lot of sort of competitiveness between women. Um, when we found this group, it was very much about lifting women up. And so I think when Mina and I started the product boss, there were two things. One, it was allowing women to live the lives that they want, whatever it looks like. We all have a different perspective, right? We all have our own dream lives and it's different for each of us and that's okay, whether it involves children or marriage or it doesn't. Um, the other thing, and it was also supporting women and being able to shout from the rooftops, I've made money, I support my family, I've you know retired my husband, whatever it is. Um, so finding that support with each other, um, I think that's one of the things of just allowing women to be in the season of life and also make money and be proud of that. And that's what we found with each other, as well as the product boss, because they're, this is a service-based world and all these podcasts are for service-based people, um, we knew that there was a hole in the market for product-based businesses. So anyone making a product, men, women, any, any gender, um, that they were able to then make that have tips and advice that made sense for product-based businesses. Yeah, I um, I couldn't agree more. I think that, that the soul of our business really is that bond that women can have. I think it's more powerful than any other bond in this world when it comes to business because even statistically, women who are making money will reinvest into their community. So it, small businesses, if you give a woman a dollar, she will more likely have it to the benefit of the community versus if you give a man a dollar. That's just, you know, statistically, I'm throwing, you know, that's not just my opinion. Um, but really, the the bond, but also the leadership, I think, you know, growing up, I really grew up in a culture where the the world, my world was run by women, but in the forefront, it was made to seem like the, it was the man's world, right? It was um, my grandpa who immigrated, um, he was an immigrant and he brought our family over. But we were told that story over and over. But when you look at behind the scenes, it was actually my grandma 
you know she's the one who made everything happen she's the one that pulled the right the people she's the one who worked the magic and gave the credit to my grandpa because it, it was of that world so as I have two young daughters as I'm stepping forward and showing them the bond that women can have and and really taking that the power of encouraging each other and the community and the things that we can do and showing them that that's possible but also um that it's okay you have permission to be in the limelight a little bit and um really using that energy to kind of lead the way because like Jacqueline said we don't have any any role models ourselves of these women partnerships that are you know paving the way and um making their lives what they want it to be in this scope of that you can have a family, that you can be messy, you can, you know, be imperfect, all these things that look different than what might be in, quote unquote, the real world. Yeah, uh, that's very well said for both of you. And I want to come back to that statistic that you cite, um, mm. you know, the women actually, you know, <laughs> actually contributing back into the community. We do a lot of work in Sub-Saharan Africa with the foundation that I'm on the board of directors with, the Unstoppable Foundation. And one of the things that we have found with the economic development work that we do there, amongst a number of other pieces that we, you know, kind of fit together as part of that economic development puzzle. But the specific piece has to do with women being empowered to actually start their own businesses for the reason that you just cited. They Mm -hmm. are far more likely, statistically, far more likely to reinvest back into the community than the men are. And it it is a powerful, powerful lever for uplifting the entire community when the women in those communities begin to understand and really leverage what they can bring to the well-being of their organization, not their organization, their their community, their family, uh, I mean, just right on down the line. So there's a ripple effect that is phenomenally powerful. And that was one of the reasons that I wanted to have the two of you on here with this conversation, because the soul for me, um, and I'll just get on my, podium here for just a moment here. You know, the soul by definition involves connection. And that is one of the things that both of you highlighted in your description of, of why, you know, what the soul of business means to you is, is that support that, you know, women, and I don't want to generalize this and, and by generalizing, trivialize it, but women have a predisposition to connection in my experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at my, you know, matriarchal side of the family, my mom, my grandmother, you know, these were, these were women that were powerfully connecting the you know, the family yeah you know, the men did whatever they were doing but the the women were the glue that held everything together and like your grandmother I mean mm-hmm. mom was the power behind you know, my mom and dad worked forever together uh, in their varied businesses dad was a serial entrepreneur he would just start things mom would be sure they ran <laughs> yep <laughs> before he jumped off and started something new. Um, but that, that dynamic, uh, I think, is really important. And you've developed a methodology, if I, you know, if I could just kind of attach that label to it, um, that you call the Product Boss. And it's, it's an online, you know, the online courses are part of it. But you've got a way of getting entrepreneurs up and running quickly. Uh, you want to describe that a little bit? Because what I'm interested in is how do you keep them connected to the mission or the soul of their business while they are doing what needs to be done to make the business viable? Um, Well, one of the things is we really push imperfect action. 
So, so many people get so stuck at that perfection part. You're going to start a business or you're running a business. You have another plan for your business. It has to be perfect before you could move forward. That's not true. And we, and like Mina talked about the messy part, we want to, we keep enforcing and sharing. If we mess up on a webinar, we still go with the webinar, right? And we laugh and they can't believe that we're messing up, but things happen. Tech happens, right? So I think what we like to do is we like to model that it's not perfect. A lot of us follow gurus and people on social media that everything looks perfect. It's not. And I think if you share that, if you share the real behind the scenes, people know they look, they might look to us as successful, but then they realize, well, for themselves, they can do it as well. So that imperfect action is one thing that we really push. Another thing is we kind of push um, action, I think in general, we want everyone to get out of, it's really easy to stay comfortable, but to take action, and, and knowing that it's okay, it's messy right now, you can improve it because we talk about the snowball of sales or snowball of mo the momentum that your business starts to get. Everyone starts with a small little tiny handful of snow. And then as you get that momentum and you keep pushing and you keep adding to your business and your visibility and your sales and just all the things you start to put towards it, it gets bigger and the moment momentum is there. And then a lot of the effort is off of them, right? Because they've, they've set that, that in motion. Yeah, I agree. It it definitely it takes that action of them actually taking the step forward and showing up consistently over and over for themselves, for their business, for um, their customers. But also, um, we also give them a place to belong. Uh, we speak the same language as them is what we said before, where we talk about inventory, production schedules, things that are never mentioned in the service-based world. And it gives them this place where they know that, oh, they have to worry about this at night, same as me. When I go to sleep, I worry about these same things of inventory, shipping, um, customer experience, all these things that uh, service people don't understand, right? We speak the same language as them. And then we also reinforce with them that the journey is lonely. You are not alone in it and feeling alone and feeling that need for connection. So they feel like they belong because we tell them you are not alone. We've been there. We've been in the company of just boxes, but really the fun part is, is in the journey and getting con to connect with other people. And those are the people that will pick you up on the hard days and the ones that will celebrate with you when you have a fantastic day of sales. That's beautiful. Yeah, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, what I'd like to be able to do is, yeah, have you walk me through what might happen were I to join your community so that the listener can kind of get a good sense and feel for just kind of how this can actually benefit. And we will be right back. Uh, we're talking to Jacqueline Snyder and Mina Kutlo Setep. And we will pick the conversation up in just a minute. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast changing environment. 
You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the Leadership Mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Um, Jacqueline and Mina, um, you, you were talking about the product boss just kind of in a, in a generalized sense here. And before we left for break, I made a promise to the listeners that we would be yeah, treated to <laughs> a kind of a walkthrough. How does this happen? I, yeah, I, I go to your website, which is where? Um, so our website what, is what the would product. Be the URL? It's theproductboss.com. So he's the, so theproductboss.com and that's everywhere on social media. Um, so a lot of people actually find us through a year of content. So it's actually a course that we run and we, we run ads to, and it's actually a year's worth of content of ways to show up um, on social media and live and on emails specifically for product-based businesses. And that's actually the way that either they find us on our podcast or they will find a year of content, which is a year of content.com. And they'll be introduced to uh, course materials, trainings and all that, that are guided specifically for product based businesses, which is what we were talking about is like that missing link out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes they'll find us through a year of content because that's one of their biggest struggles, if not their biggest struggle, is what do I say to my customers, right? You have a product, but you're unsure, well, do, am I saying buy now, buy now, buy now? Well, the answer is no. Here are, you know, over 200 other items that you could be talking about. So that's why they find us initially is because they're trying to solve their own problem. What do I talk about? And so they find us that way. And then when they're coming to the community, they get to know myself and Jacqueline. And oftentimes they'll resonate with at least one of us, right? One of two of us, because the uh, an interesting fact about our partnership is that uh, we're complete opposites on the Myers-Briggs personality test, complete opposites. So we say that we're we complete a whole person, two sides of a brain, <laughs> basically. And so... Um, and I'm in the Midwest in Iowa, and Jacqueline is, she was bi-coastal. We live very different lives, but we, at the core, can really connect with each other because we speak the same product language, we go through the same struggles, and that is what initially gets them to glue to us, is that we're helping them solve the problem of, you know, how can I move my business forward through the podcast for free, and then also a year of content, what do I say to my customers? And then they come in and they usually use that free content to take the first next step, is what we call it. What is the first next step? And if you're just starting and you don't have a product or you're just starting a product, you validate your idea. We talk about this over and over and over of, you know, an idea is just an idea, but you need to, people have to bring out their wallets and pay for it. Otherwise, it can't move into the market. The market is telling you something if they're not buying it, right? And so then after that, after they start getting more sales and they move into startup, let's say into growth, we really help them um, think about what can I do to grow my business? How can I scale my sales? Whether it's more platforms or showing up on social media, how do they show up? How do they connect with their customers? Um, and a lot of, you know, in 
during this past year has been in showing up on video, going back to your customer needs, um, connecting the dots with your customer messaging. What can you do to tell them, here's how you would use this product in real life? And those are the things that we just reinforce with them um, as they're growing their businesses because they're not sure what to do. They feel like they're spinning their wheels or that they're flying by the seat of the pants is what we hear all the time, right? So we're just giving them a direction um, in free content a lot of times through the podcast or in courses like A Year of Content and our other courses. And so that's usually where they start. But I... I like to think that they stay for the fun and the personality and the connection with us as well and resonating with our story. But I think the word that you use is connection. And so mm-hmm. we, their first introduction to us is us teaching them how to have an actual connection with their customers because they don't want to feel they feel like the traveling salesman. Um, then when they come in, they actually, we have a, a large Facebook community of fellow product bosses. It's the product boss community. And that's somewhere where they start to feel that they're not alone. People are like, hey, how do you ship? Or did you have shipping delays? And they're talking the same. And so that's that idea, again, that connection with community where they enter and they're like, oh, I, I belong here. And then from that, when we teach them, we're either teaching them about connecting with their customers or exactly like Mina said, because we do sell digital courses. Or actually, one of the ways before all that, um, we also create that connection with them by doing free challenges where we teach them something for a week. We're about to go into one um coming up called the bestseller secrets challenge and so we'll actually show up live and teach them for five days on a part that we know that they need to work on and then we have our courses like multi-stream machine which is our signature uh, program which helps them get more sales and more profit and it really teaches them how to uh, lean into parts that they overlook because a lot of times they're hobbyists or makers and then they have to become we call it the boss of their business so that's sort of the journey they're on but it's that connection at all points with us Mm-hmm. So you yeah. basically have constructed a living field guide for an entrepreneur that didn't know that they were an entrepreneur, but yes. they now are looking up going, oh my God, what do I do? How do I know what to do when I don't know what to do? Well, here's here's the answer to that. Yes, yeah. actually. That's yeah. kind of what I'm hearing you say. Right. Yeah. What to you, but also that you're not alone in feeling that way. I think a lot of times people have self-doubt as an entrepreneur and they feel like, do I deserve this? Do I have permission? Um, what's my next step? Am I alone in feeling like I'm, why do they have it figured out and I don't? And we take away that myth for them. I mean, that's ridiculous to think that everybody has, you know, one person has all the answers, but they can find it within the community. We work really, really hard on that culture of connection, of bringing them back to encouraging each other. We encourage them. We never allow for negative, you know, competition happening. We really work hard on the fact that you have so much power in the fact that you're a resourceful and creative entrepreneur. And what are you going to do now? You can walk alongside people. You can throw your hand back and pull them up, or you can find a different community that maybe is more competitive with each other. You know, um, it's just a different feel in our community than other communities. And we work hard on that. Yeah, we tell them there's room at the top for all of us. There could be 100 candle companies. Yeah, there's room at the Mm -hmm. top for all of us. Yeah. You know, what I what I love about this, and this kind of goes back to the opening question about what's the soul of business, and it's predicated on recognizing that it's connection. Yeah, Mm -hmm. everything is connected in some way, shape or form. And yeah, I, for years, I mean, literally decades, I've been talking about all any organization is, is a collection of people that are in relationship and relationship, obviously with each other. 
but relationship with anything else at the, you know, the organization or the business is actually touching and is impacting. Yeah, that relationship, the quality of the relationship is so important. And if, a, if the relationships are working well, you've got a pretty good shot at being successful. Um, but if you're not paying attention to the relational quality, you, you know, all bets are off and you're probably not going to be around very long. Uh, at least that's been my experience. So I, I love the way that you guys keep coming back to and everything that we're talking about here, you keep coming back to connection, you keep coming back to support, you keep coming back to relationship, you keep coming back to conversation, which is the way that it keeps the connection alive. And you know, people can find out what you're up to at, you know, I, I, I must I mean, I, I didn't do my homework, obviously, in the way that I should have here, a year of content.com. I don't know how I missed that. Um, because that is actually, I think, your secret sauce, in a lot of ways. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I, I love the way that you position that as as a as a mechanism and as a as as a community, both as a mechanism and as a community. So there there's a a, a real interesting synergy that comes together with that. Right. Um, we did a poll on our audience, our product bosses, one time, and it showed that eighty percent of our product bosses were introverts. So it was really interesting because oftentimes I, we think anyways, that they create products because they hide behind the products. They feel more comfortable to put their products out first versus them, which is why they have that um, struggle of what do I talk about in my um, social media, in my emails. And it doesn't mean that you have to be the face of your business, though it is the quickest and easiest and most authentic way to connect with your customers. You can still talk about it, but uh, humanize your brand. And so we really talk about that because even when you're humanizing your brand, you're still making a, a connection for your customer. Like why do they like certain brands? It's because they they have a personification to it. Like it feels a certain way to them. It feels a certain way in their own life. And so mm -hmm. it is going back to that connection they, uh, again, like what you said. And, and really, um, and, and and showing them that that's how we best thrive is with like we need each other right we need each other to kind of help each other go go through this thing called life <laughs> and mm -hmm. um and i think that jacqueline and i even just being a partnership we get a lot of comments of you guys look like you're having so much fun and we definitely are and but it's you know it's something that people can find for themselves too. I think that that's what I want to say is that you definitely can find other people out there that have that. It's not like looking in from a glass and being like, that's just them. They have that. They have it figured out. That's not true at all. It's finding that for yourself and putting yourself out there. I think it's the hard part for a lot of people. That's well said. You know, how do people feel about themselves when they're in the presence of your product or service? If they feel uplifted, if they feel excited, if they feel like it's going to be fun, if they feel like they're having fun, you probably have a winner there. And I, and again, what I'm hearing you say is that the part of the catalyst on that is an authentic conversation from me as the, uh, the you know, the the face of the business, the face of the product, to you as the consuming completion of that cycle. You know, there has to be that that conversation. So it's not just a commoditized product; it has a personality behind it. 
I think that's one of the biggest shifts I've seen. You know, I, we've been in business for 14, 15 years of entrepreneurship. And I remember as a service-based business, I was looking for people to um, basically break up the connection between me and my customers in a way. I was hiring people or clients and I was hiring people to take over some of that connection. It felt like to be um, successful, you had the the person who answered the phones and then said, hold on, let me see if she's available, even though I'm sitting at my desk right behind her, right? That that connection. Now, I'm not saying that I'm picking up my phone and I'm talking to every client that calls, but where I've seen the shift is that that real authentic connection with your, with your customers or your clients um, is important, especially in 2020. If you were the big business that ignored the needs of your customers, that's it for you, right? You saw, I mean, even airlines doing no change fees ever again, you know, they, they realize that, they, I know, <laughs> if only we could all travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but that idea, right? Like it was like they had taken something away and then they realized they needed to give it back. They needed to up, up the customer service. And so when we hired our, um, our business, she's kind of like our business manager director, she was amazed that Mina and I still respond to every single direct message we get on Instagram. She, she couldn't believe it, but we do. We'll leave them voice messages. We'll write them back. We'll support them. And and that's been part of, they talk about a thousand true fans, but I think any business owner needs to understand that, especially now shifting past 2020, it's going back to the customer or like you said, the relationship and including with your team as well. Like it's been such a hard year personally for everybody, right? It's, we've all been isolated away from our family, our support in our communities, if you're working with people, how can we make it the, the most positive experience? And if you're, if you've got customers, same thing, right. And allowing them to see that you're a real person and that their purchases are actually contributing to supporting a small business, which the government's been trying to do with funding, right. Um, that you're employing people as you grow. And so, and so when they buy from a small business, they're also then contributing, like we said, contributing back to the economy and supporting others. And, and there's more meaning behind that versus them just working with a big, a big box store where they don't know where the dollars are going. Great. Yeah. We've been listening to, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mina. I cut you off there. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> folks, as, as you're listening to this, I mean, I, I, I want you to you know really jump in here with both feet, particularly if um, you are a solopreneur. Um, where can people, you know, we talked about this a little bit. I mean, we, we can go to um, a year of content.com. That's one word.com. Mm -hmm. um, Productboss.com is another place that they can find out more about you. The podcast airs everywhere, I'm assuming. Everywhere. Okay, so you know, guys, go subscribe to the Product Boss podcast. Yeah, you will be very happy that you did. I will guarantee that if you don't like it, come back and see me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're on and, and Instagram, we're at the and on Instagram. Boss. Yeah, yeah. So you got a big DMs. presence on Instagram and a lot of followers there. I know that. So, mm -hmm. um, Jacqueline Snyder, Mina. Okay, Mina, <laughs> I, I so apologize. And the the company is the product boss. Um, you've been listening to the solo business and guys, you have got, you know, you've cracked the code on how to keep connected here. I, I truly do mean that. Keep connected to the solo business. It's authenticity, it's conversation. And I love the way that you began our conversation. You know, when, uh, you know, people are coming to you, they're going, how do I sell? How do I sell? You know, don't worry about selling right now. Worry about connecting. Mm -hmm. Worry about connecting. That's where the soul is. 
And when you tap into that soul, creativity is born. And then you can just, you know, so people, you know, in my experience, people get stopped real early on when they start, you know, getting too concerned with the how. Don't, don't worry about the how. Just go out there and connect. That's what I'm hearing you say. Go out there and connect authentically. And the how will take care of itself. It'll be messy. It'll be, you know, speed bumps all over the place. And that's going to be fine. That's just the nature of life. Yeah. You know, life kind of works that way. And if you're living life, you're going to be messy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just look at my office. If you're living life, it's going to be messy. <laughs> so, guys, I want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, I'd love to have you back on at some future date uh, if you're open to it. Uh, I'm going to you know, keep digging into what you're up to. You've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. You can find out more about what I'm doing at blainebartlett.com. I want to invite you uh, specifically to go take a look at the um, Leadership Mastermind program that we are uh, working with right now. And you can find out more about that by going to the services link on my website and just click on um, Leadership Mastermind. And uh, it's a year-long program, and it's very specifically organized around how do you lead a compassionately capitalistic company. And until next time, take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.